0: Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name, as always, hasn't changed. It is still Chris Moore, and I am delighted that you're here. I got to listen, uh, uh, excuse me, I got to talk with one of our church guys here at the Men's Breakfast this morning, and he said he enjoyed the podcast. So shout out to you, Mitch. It was great talking with you this morning. This week, we have Lou Hines with us. Hello, Lou. Hello, Chris. I'm so happy you're here. Glad to be here. We yuck it up before the episode. <laughs> you guys, unfortunately, don't get that. Maybe we'll do a B-sides. Yeah. Eat the scroll, B-sides. B-sides, just yeah. all of our our jokes. Yeah, and we get fired and people come out as pitchforks and torches. Tor- pit- pitchforks and torches. Yeah, what did you say? I don't know. It felt wrong, though. I guess <laughs> <laughs> like I swapped letters. Anyways, we get together twice a week to chew on God's word and chop up... What we are uh, wrestling with, or what ideas that we're thinking about, and how they apply to our Christian life, and honoring the Lord and loving each other. And this week, Lou, I can see you are bursting at the seams. You are brimming. You are always. like um, an an un, unwatched uh, pot of water that is boiling. You can just see it. I always, <laughs> I'm always anxious. To- <laughs>
1: Anxious is probably, well, no, that's sometimes that is the right word. I
0: I like making Lou
1: real uncomfortable. No, how, what metaphor I'm going to (laughs) be (laughs) compared
0: So today I'm compared to a boiling pot of water. Yeah. But, but, um, what's the word I'm looking for?
1: Uh, You tell me. Unobserved,
0: unwatched. Uh, when you, it doesn't matter. Um, anyways, what do you got for us today, Lou? Uh yeah. So as you and I were Unsupervised. <laughs> I figured out <laughs> uh, Oh my gosh. Today Great. we're <laughs> gonna talk about Uh two minutes fifteen seconds. Go. Go <laughs> <a> wild ride. <laughs> um whew. So, as we
1: were chit chit chatting um uh, as we were chit chatting um uh, before trying to figure out what are we gonna talk about um, I had the idea um to talk about culture because hmm. I feel like within christian um domain or with you know within christians there's there's definite ways that we can view the culture mm-hmm. um you know and and even just like with treating it like us versus them you know like immediately there's like a that can be like a a demarcation right so um and the truth is yeah i mean we are foreigners in a in a strange land um we're sojourners like we recognize that this is not our home um that this is not our um our eternal home Um, and that quite often we can feel like we're in, in Babylon in a land that's like, okay, where, where are we? This is not, you know, and and that's a reference to Israel, um, as when they are, um, as because of God's judgment, as they're pulled out of their land, Israel, then now they have a new home, Babylon, right? Mm -hmm. And we can quite often feel that and resonate with that. Yeah. Um, And, um. You know, and I think even here in Eugene, which tends to be on the more progressive side as it comes to some, you know, and the issues we're facing now are things of like transgenderism and sexuality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, <clears throat> I think we can feel that acutely. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we would see examples of that, like uh, in uh, the story of um, Daniel right? Mm -hmm. And then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Mm -hmm. right? Those are Babylonian stories. So, if you want to look at kind of how God's people handled that in that time, those would be good places. I I find it is helpful. Let me throw out a definition for you, and you can tell me if it's good, bad, or if you need to add some secret sauce to it, okay? But um, when I think of culture, because it is one of those words that kind of exists, but is not often defined, Mm -hmm. I think of the social economic relational soup that we all coexist in that we all flavor slightly and that there are obviously larger um, influences at work and smaller influences would you say that that's a fair assessment of what culture is yeah i think that's
1: um a really helpful analogy it's kind of just it's the those things that you kind of just take for granted and i think the danger in that when you take it for granted is that you just take it to be what it should be like right. that's this how it normal. should be mm-hmm. um you know you've seen that um we've seen that in like the missionary endeavors of mm-hmm. times gone by where <clears throat> they equated american values um or capitalism but i'm not saying it's either bad or wrong right. But then you equate that with christianity and then mm-hmm. so then when you go to a foreign land you're not necessarily just trying to teach them the gospel but you're trying to teach them like how to dress
0: and right. how to act. And like, that's not a part of the gospel. Like, yeah, you, there's a Westernized. Yes. Um, and again, not in a derogatory way. I know Western, Westernized Western ideas are oftentimes used derogatorily, but um, try to get transplanted into a culture that that's so foreign to. Yes. So we live in, a, like you said, a world that is not our own. We live in a world that is um, currently the domain of, the enemy, Mm -hmm. the adversary and the principalities and the powers of the air that are in operation here. So what, what is a Christian to do? How do we interact and navigate in this world?
1: Yeah. So I think that there's, um, a couple different approaches that we've seen Christians take over the years. Um, one is just rejection Mm -hmm. of culture. Um, and that's, and you can, um, you can see that then when people start to uh, come away or recede mm-hmm. from culture, even as we're thinking of um, what, what can happen too is Christians moving away from um, more progressive states or cities mm-hmm. to then go to places where their political values align. Right. Right. Um, and so they just reject culture, culture, and they treat it as evil. Mm-hmm. Um, that's wrong, et cetera.
0: So. And like old examples of that might be like, you know, the little cloisters up in the mountains or.
1: Yeah. The, if you're thinking like monasticism, like yeah, monasticism. Way, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. Um, They're like the world's know. bad materialism, all these things, these trappings of the culture mm-hmm. are bad. So I'm going to dip and live by myself in a cave and yell at my neighbor in his cave you know yeah half a mile away
1: (laughs) or yeah and that's yeah that's like the you know the really extreme example but even like people who are like well um just philosophically i i just just innately reject Mm -hmm. culture Mm -hmm. and it really posits the the christian at as um us versus them
0: so there's an ethic involved in that
1: there, yeah, there can be, I suppose, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I, uh, and it, it creates like this, this enmity, mm-hmm. um, this idea. The other one, which is on the flip side is like wholesale acceptance and, um, and like the church tries to be everything that culture is like artistically, philosophically, like all of these things. And they kind of just like blurs together.
0: -hmm. So would you, to help me understand, and maybe the listener too, would you delineate that as it is indiscernible when you are engaging with uh, Christian material versus secular material? Or are you saying the Christians try to co-op secular mechanisms for um, engaging with people on a larger scale like uh, mm. Christian movies for example right mm. they're never mm-hmm. as good as secular movies mm-hmm. um, but they're trying to play ball mm-hmm. in a world that they've got a serious disadvantage
1: um, I think it can play out in a few different ways I guess the way that I'm thinking of it is is, um, whatever the culture is saying yay or nay to the Christian is also saying so there's almost like this
0: mirroring this,
1: yeah, and a, like a lack of um critical thought of like okay, but but what what does scripture say? Like what mm-hmm. is a Christian framework? How does it interact? So would that be these ideas? progressive Christianity or is that not quite fit? Um I I don't think you could even just say that it's progressive. Mm-hmm. I think it could probably span either of those things frankly. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you could say that on the progressive side, but I think you could also say it on the conservative side. Mm-hmm. And that could look like uh, just a wholesale acceptance and no recognition of consumerism, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I think it could or be... Or voting a certain way. Yeah. I yeah. think it could be both, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, but then there is um, uh One of there's a book that I really appreciate that talks about this. Um, And he posits a a third way, which is actually making culture Mm -hmm. and um, where Christians have the responsibility and privilege of setting about to do it a third way, um, a different way. So it's like you, you're not rejecting you're obviously you're going to reject some things mm-hmm. and you're not accepting everything. You're going to accept some things, but then the Christian also looks towards the future and says, this is how, this is like the art I'm going to make. This is the type of culture that I'm going to set about to create in my sphere. In so, or yeah. Yeah. And culture comes about, through the things that we do on a repetitive basis in the midst of community and so like you know the israelites as they're in babylon god tells them you know plant a garden set up shop like this is where you're going to be and the truth is like this is where we're going to be Mm -hmm. eugene oregon springfield wherever um and we have I think both a privilege and an opportunity given to us by God to say, this is where I'm going to plant my garden. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm going to set up shop. This is where I'm going to create something beautiful. Um, this is where I'm going to make culture. Um, and if enough Christians do that well, well is then are we at the, a tipping point of, of being that salt and then changing mm-hmm. the culture in which we find ourselves. And I yeah. think the immediate danger for us is to think, ah, well, it's just too big for me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, that's the thought that immediately comes to my head. Is like, well, that's just too big of a task. Yeah. Um, but I think that's also, I mean, that's selling God short. Mm-hmm. That's selling a short. And the fact of the matter is, if enough people do that over time, it's a tipping point. We just we just made a joke about me being a boiling pot of water. Yeah, but there is that point where water goes from just being really hot mm-hmm. to boiling. Mm-hmm. It's that tipping point. Um, and regardless if we ever see that tipping point in our lifetime, that's what God has called us to do—to mm-hmm. make, to be, um, image bearers. And part of being an image bearer of. Christ of God, I mean, Genesis one and two, God creates, Mm -hmm. he makes something beautiful. He makes something good. And that's what we're called to do as well as image bearers.
0: Yeah. I appreciate you bringing it back to image bearers because that's where my mind kept bouncing back to was our responsibility in this current state of things, which is not great in most of the most places and also a lot better than some, but Mm -hmm. is ambassadors. And I think of how even just our understanding of political ambassadors, you know, they are in other countries and they are representatives of said country that they're from. Yeah, uh, You're not much of an ambassador if you're sitting on your own couch in your own country in your own city. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there is an intrinsic alienness that is necessary for Christians to get really comfortable with mm-hmm. and then represent their, their country well which for believers is represent the kingdom well, represent Christ in our citizenship through him well, and the ethics that come along with that, because all those ethics have imperatives. They have clear instructions on how to interact with our neighbors, Mm -hmm. our friends and family that are non-believers, our coworkers, our bosses, whatever. Um, And if we go, ah, sinners, Mm -hmm. they're all bad. (laughs) You know, turn or burn, which, you know, I, as far as this goes, you know, people are non-believers, We can't have that approach to, you know, just like whatever they're lost there in the world. Yeah. They're just bad. Cause you're right. It does put enmity and you can't possibly um, be a very useful tool. Of course, the Lord is capable. The Lord is the one who calls and draws and predestines, et cetera. But you, you can't be a very useful tool if you're going around going, Now I'm not wasting my time here in this marketplace or with Mm -hmm. these people or this type of ideology, um, they're never going to get exposure to what the kingdom has to offer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would completely agree. And that's not what God did with us because mm-hmm. each one of us was an enemy of God mm-hmm. and he sought us out and pursued us and yeah. loved us even in the midst of that. Um, And I think, you know, if, if we're like, if we could look at a specific example of culture, um, music. Mm-hmm. So, I think um uh one way that we could view if we're going to take, like reject culture mm-hmm. as it regards to music well it's it's like if there's some new fangled genre that comes out yeah um uh, like oh that's worldly i can't the accept devil's that, music. I that right yeah so the other one that i think of and this is um probably a better example of just like wholesale acceptance. You I mean I remember there was a time for a year or two where I worked in a Christian bookstore and there was a particular artist, I don't even remember their name. It's probably for the best. <laughs> but they had come out with their first album and it was, I guess, you know, fairly popular within the um, Christian subculture. And then um Coldplay made it big.
0: Mm. You know,
1: and I'm I like Coldplay, at least some I also of their, like Coldplay. Their early stuff. Yeah. Um Anyways, and so then this this Christian artist kind of comes out with their second album. Mm.
0: Can you guess
1: what it sounded like? <gasps> Coldplay, or Coldplay, you copycat. Like, and it would be one thing if first and second album were like somewhat similar, but mm. it was like wildly different. And so it's just like this, yeah, like you mentioned, this co opting of like, okay, whatever's popular, I'm just mm-hmm. going to do. Um, but then I think of the third way: are those people who are trying to? Um, they're not trying to be original they're just trying to express the truth and mm-hmm. I think that's that's even like what C.S. Lewis says those who are trying to be original are not going to be original but those yeah. who are trying to express the truth are going to end up being original mm-hmm. um, and I think of frankly in, in this regard I think of man I wish Matt was here
0: because uh, <laughs> me too
1: <he's, laughs> keep trying hey. to get him in here No, no not,
0: not <laughs> instead of you
1: <laughs> um, uh, he said in music history uh, I'm just gonna throw out there, Beethoven.
0: Absolutely, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. yeah <laughs> I don't <nice>. know. <laughs>
1: um, but church musician mm-hmm. making music for the church, and he forever changed, you know, music. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of my favorite bands, um, U2. Now they're not like quote unquote Christian, right? Um. And, um, but regardless, they have tried to speak the truth in ways, um, original to them and mm-hmm. they have forever changed. Yeah. So, um, the landscape as we know it. So Christians we're not called to just immediately reject culture. We're not called to like, to see culture and follow it and like adopt it. Mm-hmm. But that third way of making culture is for us to proclaim the truth. And then through that, we will make culture by being original.
0: Yeah. I am reminded of the story that Paul's addressing, I think the Corinthians, but I could be wrong. I go to this story a lot in my mind and he, I think he's talking about sexual purity and he effectively says like, when I wrote to you before Mm -hmm. about this stuff, I didn't mean you can't interact with these people because in order to not interact with them, you have to be away from the world. Which, i.e. dead. Um, you couldn't exist in this world. And so, there is a necessity for us to engage with it. And For sure. So, you're saying the solution in your mind is don't shy away from the world so far as it doesn't compromise your Christian, um, you know, instruction from God's word and obedience. But also don't try and co-opt it and ride a wave that mm-hmm. you shouldn't be on. But instead, find the middle way, which is to create in a space, whether that's gardens or hospitality, having people over for dinner, the music, the art. Your business. Your business, yeah. Your customer service, the way you treat people who are serving you. Create that little bubble of culture that is deeply infused with with, um, the, somebody who has been made alive in Christ and allow that to then mm-hmm. kind of. Change the flavor of the soup in your immediate Mm -hmm. area.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Be true to the truth of the gospel where you live and reside. Yep. And then you'll find that you'll create culture. That'll preach. There you go.
0: (laughs) He dropped an invisible (laughs) mic just now, even though there's one hanging (laughs) in front of his face. (laughs) I can't drop this one. This no, one is suspended by a true. mechanical arm. What a time to be alive. The technology yeah. we have here. Well, Lou, I think that that is an encouraging uh, encouraging thought. Whatever what I want to say? I wanted to say message, but it wasn't a message. Um, I haven't gotten a lot of sleep, but it's, <laughs> it's timely. It's one that we all need right yeah. now. You know, it'd be different if we lived in the Bible belt and we're kind of surrounded by a cultural Christianity kind of soup. Yeah. But- Here in this area, it is a very secular area. And so we, as Christians need to go, how do I rightly interact and Mm -hmm. engage with the culture around me? So thank you for bringing that. I appreciate it. No problem. Listener, you know, this applies to you. Don't, don't try to, don't try to evade this. No, hopefully it was encouraging to you. I know it's encouraging to me. I think about stuff like this often and um, feel challenged. So I appreciate Lou bringing it and uh, think about how the gospel impacts the place you're in and how you can, in simple ways, live a gospel infused life to change the culture. So that when people encounter you and have an opportunity to encounter you, which sometimes we can be bad at, um, that they will go, wow, this person is really kind, hospitable, and um, treats me well and and just creates a curiosity and a kindness and a love that really reflects the love of Christ to you, who was a sinner and who was at war with God. So, a wonderful grace we've all received. Until the next episode, we will get you then Bye! Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.